It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, starring Ramon Foster in Hendersonville, Tennessee. I'm Dan Kovacevic back in Pittsburgh from a fun, fun weekend in Charlotte, <laughs> North Carolina. I really like it there, Moan. Did you? I'm no, 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 no. No, you didn't. It was crazy. It wasn't the flight. It wasn't the game. It wasn't anything of the of that. It was something else that got you riled up, man. You know, I don't know if it's got. I don't know if it, it, the individual event has me riled up because what okay. ends up happening with these things, we're talking, of course, about the Marcus Allen thing. And parenthetically, Deontay Johnson had his own episode, too. Yeah. But when you see these things as they happen right yeah. there in, in the moment on the field, it feels very small. In the context of the game, it feels very small. All right, 15-yard penalty. You doofus, you cost us three points. Okay. Deontay cost him 15 yards later. They still march down the field, 91-yard drive. Beautiful football, right? Right. It's not until the next day that the goofy thing becomes a big thing. Why is that, Moan? Because you're on you're on regular old terrestrial radio. Why 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 does the regular old terrestrial radio thing just say, "Hey, here's a bottom feeder topic. Let's do this." Because nobody gets a real reaction to it publicly. It's where everybody can vocally say it, right? That's like that's the thing. That's why it's easy to save this topic for a day like today. And it's also one of those <laughs> things where you get an opportunity to see it again, too. And you understand, like, man, that was really dumb. And then now <laughs> on social media, it's it's one on top of another on top of another. And that's where we land right now with Marcus Allen's and Marcus Allen's situation, the 15 yarder. I'll say this Deontay's to me. All right. The level of frustration, uh, what do you want to call it, shortcoming with him and his play somewhat, the criticism, all those types of things. All season, yeah. I can get, okay, I'm having a day. You just happen to be on the other end of my trash talking, and I'm going to stare you down, and I just happen to get caught by the ref. I can really live with that one. I can. I looked at Deontay, and I saw the look in his eyes. like, oh, something's personal going on here. Whether it's the 15-yarder or not, had we lost, I'd be really ticked off. But (laughs) we won, right? I get that. That's in the spirit of play. Would you agree with me on that one? Or are you saying, no, Moan, you're wrong? No, I agree with it, including the additional context that Deontay claimed, and it's a claim, that he didn't even see the guy, that he was just 
looking and acting defiant. And yeah, I don't buy that either, but I do buy that it could have contributed to his body language, that he was going to get up and look like a badass no matter what, whether somebody yeah. was there or not. And the guy happened to be there. Yeah. 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 So, so yes, he did the moment part that. of the game. You, you, you can, and he's 10 for 10 on targets. Whew. Go ahead. Go, what have a day, right? Yeah. Uh, Marcus's situation. There's a oh. lot that goes into it to me for this one. <laughs> Your, the, the punt block team is out there. It's just had a great friggin' just just series defensively, which I don't think he was much part of himself. He was a zero part of it. <laughs> zero part uh, of the defensive work there. And if you look back at the clip, the entire special team unit was out there. Now, I, if I'm not mistaken, you see Benny Snell in the background like, where this fool going? Where is he going? And then he goes over to the opposing team's huddle. First, we he all, bumped somebody, yeah. He did. We all got friends on other teams. Most of us do. The way connectivity is and stuff like that, I'm mm-hmm. with it. I get it. But never have I ever thought about going in a huddle like that. One, because I respect the game enough. And secondly, it's just like, dog, like, either we're going to stop him or we're not. Like, this is no reason whatsoever to be doing that. Lo and behold, I truly didn't know you could get a 15-yarder for that. But – in that moment, you deserved it because it was unwarranted. There was absolutely no reason to. And you're a primary special teamer. Remember, I just told you, I was like, there's a certain guy that need to step up. And I mentioned him. And he was like, why you mention him for? I did. I you're, did bite your head off on that one. You did. But this he, is the he reason. He stepped up all right. <laughs> this is the reason why, right? You can't be a special teamer getting 15 yarders for something so stupid and boneheaded like this. I get you're young. He ain't that young no more. I think this is no. like his third or fourth year in this league, if I'm it not is. mistaken. Yep. And, and you know better on certain things. Like, he's in a position of survival. I'll say this. Dirty Red, uh, uh, Tyler Matakavich, he's a guy that's a special teamer. Rosie, Rosie, Roosevelt Knicks. Okay, Rob Golden. These are guys that went after it on that and made careers out of it, right? Ole Adini, who just failed his physical in Pittsburgh. These are guys that are known for this. Marcus Allen, you can create a role for yourself to do those types of things if you get away from the other side of it. And then this is the other aspect of it. I know a lot of people at Coast Tibbs like, hey, you need to leave him in Charlotte. Make him ride a bus back home. Yeah, that's that's cool. And then, then I had might him walking. Be, I yeah, had him that, walking with that snowshoes. That may be part of it, but this is the thing. Marcus ain't got enough in, in Coach Tomlin emotional data bank to actually do these types of things. So why do them? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the portion of it that kills me. Like, Marcus, certain people do certain things because they've been around a long time. Like Marquise or myself or Dave or Ben or even A.B., Right? They're, everybody's treat, treated it evenly, but not fairly at times, right? Yeah, That's yeah. how it goes. <laughs> okay. Every, no, it's everybody's treated fairly, not evenly. Okay? Marcus situation, there wouldn't be anything even about it. Like, Marcus will have to just – I'm sure he was reprimanded. He's going to well, be take, fine take internally. Take us in there too. because, Moan, the, the real subject matter that comes out of this is, is there any accountability? Hell yes. Okay, but what – what, okay, what people want to see immediately is, okay, and I'm talking about old school Pittsburgh yeah, fans. Yeah, of course, yeah. Bill Cowher jutting out his jaw and chewing out the punter as he comes off the field, which, by the way, Bill Cowher wouldn't do to non-punters in game situations. <laughs> I'm just throwing that in there, okay? He would do it to – he would berate his punters, okay? Ah. But as, as this player comes off the field – People want to see him get whatever. Now, now Tomlin did talk to Allen. You could see it. It did not appear to be a pleasant conversation, but Allen wow. remained part of special teams. Um, what 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 actually happens, Moan? 
Man, Monday, we reviewed the tape. Victory Monday, come in Wednesday, that's going to be put up. Coach T is going to call him out in front of everybody. And I tell you, he has that, that sense of making a player shrink, making you feel like, man, I really messed up beyond anything measurable in front of everybody. It's a team accountability thing. He's going to call Marcus out in front of everybody. And from that, we'll break. Special teams up next. And guess what Danny Smith is going to do? The exact same thing and probably tell him, I can easily go find a replacement for a guy like you. Easily. That's what happens in these situations. And again, you got to look at the, where, where you were. It's only four to six guys dressing on game day. So to say just replace them, I get it. But there's so many other things that go into play when you're talking about replacing a guy. Let him finish up the, the job. You got to win yeah, the game. <laughs> we'll win the game, and then we'll address it then. That's where you're at when it comes down to saying you want to see him berate a player on the field. It's a different game, y'all, just in a lot of different aspects of it. I don't know if I've even seen Dan Campbell, who is as old school, I think, as any coach in the league right now, do that. Bill, uh, Belichick this past Sunday on that boneheaded play that they had. I don't think anybody got berated then. It's a, just a different game. Those coaches, they're just not in your league anymore. They're not. I don't think if you if you guys really want a guy after Coach Tomlin, I don't think that's going to be the guy you get either. But you think you you believe based on your decade plus experience in there that Marcus Allen's going to hear it. What about from teammates? Yeah, 100%. They're going to look at him like, dude, that's about as stupid as you can get right there, especially from the veteran guys. You think Cam let this slide? TJ probably just looked at him like, really? And I'm sure Minka probably has something to say, too. Like, Marcus, what are we doing? It's, it's nothing that just passes by. It ain't. Not that type of boneheadedness. When we come back, we're going to talk about some numbers. We don't do a whole lot of stats on this show, but we're going to get into some numbers that support the idea that the team's getting a little bit better besides the win-loss record. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. The in-between the segments is so much better than the segments. We should have like a premium service, Mona. We charge like money for, 
for this yeah. stuff between. So. Unlock, yeah. Then we got some content. We definitely got a lot of that. <laughs> There's no question about that. It's actually so much more interesting, too. That said, onward. Second oh, segment here. Uh, your Pittsburgh Steelers now rank 18th in the NFL in rushing offense and 17th in rushing defense. Yeah. Now, neither one of these is going to get you a parade down the boulevard of the Allies, <laughs> nor should it. No. But are they getting better? Uh, you know, um, it has to be. You're either getting better or you're getting worse, right? They've capping to reel off a couple wins here and there. Again, as I say, I know a lot of people, well, look who they play. That doesn't matter. They still no. get dubs. At the end of the season, we'll look at the quality of the wins and stuff like that. But just in general, you got some good dubs, man. And then the method of being able to get some of those. And, and let's just say this, too. Uh, you playing lesser opponents or backup quarterbacks also because you played the Ravens, right, with their backup, and you had to run the ball. As close as that game was, that was what kept you in the game also, right, DK? Yes. Considering what your game plan was. They have, and I said this before, they are moving the line of scrimmage. We're seeing the offense kind of catch a rhythm a little bit. I think the addition of having Jalen Warren and also Najee together has been good. And on the other side of the ball, too, uh, you got to commend having guys that, that have an affinity for going to get the, the rusher, right? That's what you need. Again, I, I spotlighted Devin Bush, man, and watching him hit the gap the way he did this past weekend. Which I he did. Which very he good. did. Yeah. And, and incorporating Terrell has been really good in the run game. That You said that first and foremost early on. You said Terrell Edmonds is a guy that needs to play close to the line of scrimmage. And he did. He did. He did. They, they had him up there a lot. Yes. Uh, and, and another one that gets overshadowed because he plinks, makes so many plays through the air, man, Minka. Minka's good against the run. And, you know, when I, really went, when I went back, there was one player, okay? There was one player that made me say, damn, this, this is a different sport. You want to know who that player is? It's Minka. Oh, okay. when I saw Minka and I know guys are big, like thick, like you see necks, yeah, like my not. neck now is getting <laughs> skinny, right? Like yeah, yeah. my shoulders, my traps are down a little bit now. When I saw Minka, I was, excuse me. I was just like, damn, I was like, dude is big and he ain't tall. What is no. Minka? 5'11"? Uh, he, he could push six feet. Is he pushing six feet? Yeah, but yeah. I'm, I'm telling y'all, if y'all see Mika in person and, and, and you, like, really judge him next to a normal-sized guy, you'd be like, yeah, he's that good. And I brought that up just to say, like, his run support is also elite, too. He don't he's miss much. He's a good tackler. Yeah. He, yes, he just, it, yeah. <laughs> it's not so much that he's bowling you over. It's just no. that he's got immaculate uh, – technique he's built for it man you hate, was, hate to see him up one. there you hate to yeah, see him wasted do. up there you want him uh-huh. getting his hands on the football yeah but i just overall you know as we've we've spent so much time focusing on trenches and rightly so because i yeah. still think that's going to be the area that this team has to shore up uh, both oh. for the short term and the long term but when i look at this group right now look we can get into schedule stuff moan because it, it's it's funny now how the cynics Whenever the Steelers <laughs> beat the Panthers, yeah. or now I'm starting to see this this line that's used commonly now, how the Steelers are the NFC South champs because they oh. went 4-0 against the division. 
and then two and eight against everybody else in the NFL. Okay, wonderful. Go ahead and have your fun with that. But the same cynics weren't affording the Steelers any leeway when they were no. going back to back with no. uh, Miami and Philadelphia, and then they were going up to Buffalo and getting creamed. And they yep. were just like, well, what was standard? Da, 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 da. But no one said, hey, this is a really, really tough schedule, which it was. This was a, this was a night, then day schedule. Yeah, absolutely, man. But nobody wants that because they want it on their own narrative, though. We even mentioned, like, boy, we right. get through this one. Gosh, that's all we were saying. Just get through this get one. Through it. And, and, and this didn't. is. They didn't. No, they didn't. They didn't. <laughs> but you look at some of those scores, though, and you say to yourself, close enough. The New England game, close enough, right? Like, you get that one. Very close enough. The Jets, close enough. Like, seriously, like, going through it. Tampa, you get them. And I mean, even so, Miami, 16-10. Look what they're doing throughout the rest of their season. That's a good team. Like, Philly, yeah, they're, they're just wiping everybody clean. Two teams just completely – crushed them and that was the ones that you would have expected and that's buffalo exactly. and philadelphia and they've done but, it to everybody but but the thing that you said as far as like trending up when it comes down to this team though dk especially when i say the run defense because if we can control the the line of scrimmage which we, we've shown somewhat as of late even in the loss to baltimore you kind of control the line of scrimmage enough to where you stayed in the game the teams that burned a man was cleveland for 171 and you got to see cleveland again Okay, and that's and, Nick uh, Chubb too. And I don't mean, I mean, that's the one area where Cleveland's going to do that to everybody. It's obviously yes. not a great football team, but but, but we got to be good because I've seen other teams kind of shut them down though too, right? And right. the other team was Baltimore. They put two fifteen, but that's all they did that game. They were in the same situation as we were. Ty Huntley wasn't going to throw to anybody, so you know what you were getting. He just couldn't stop it. Those two you got to see again, and those are the games I'm hoping that trend that you're speaking about specifically defensively. Has to, to show his head again. Yeah, I just I, I think this is a very, very difficult season to evaluate overall because of the yeah. the day then or the night then day schedule where you say, Well, what what what's real here? Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, is it getting completely crushed by the better teams? Is it being four and oh against a rotten division? Um, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. It's almost like you have to break down I don't envy this, the Steelers having to break down individual facets and saying, okay, well, here's this yeah. is what, what really counts here because you're, you're facing different types of players too. You uh, if, you, if you're a defensive lineman, for example, who gets to the backfield but doesn't finish plays, how do you evaluate, for example, the game against Matt Ryan? Yeah, yeah, uh, that's who true. Just, who just stood there and they overran him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? They're- and and of course we we we've kind of acknowledged this, and I know this is going to be the off season off season conversation for us just in general though DK is the 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 youth movement that's kind of somewhat started has to grow up even more right yes uh, we look at uh, Dan Moore's situation we look at what the youngness is in Kevin Dotson I know he's not a super young guy but he's still early starter in his league there's new starters that are on the line in general and then defensively what are you at as far as linebackers you got Miles Jack in and out you got Devin Bush trying to find his way and Spillane I mean you see what I'm saying so many different pieces everywhere that you that that you really just have to break down and evaluate yeah, it's it's going to be a chore, that's for sure. Omar Khan, his evaluators, the internal people. There's a lot, a lot of work ahead. You know what else is ahead, Moan? Uh, hey, Moan. That's right, pal. When we come back.
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. It's time for the only segment that matters. That's always brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where quality is at the core of every menu item. Three expert chefs fine-tune every detail so that every sub-burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for craveability. Order your favorite entry at the Get-Go Cafe and Market today. Better believe it. Mon, we got a we got a good one today. Let's hear it. Yeah, this one comes from Chris, who says, hang on, I'm going to back up on this one. He's got okay. a couple exclamation points here. Hey, Moan! With the O-line seemingly improving every week, should we start giving some credit to Pat Meyer, the on the O-line coach? I know the bulk of the credit should always go to the players themselves, mm-hmm. but we tend to bury anyone who's not named Mike Munchak. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's right, though, and you do the same thing. I, all I hear is munch this, munch that, munch like you never had another coach there. Uh, when it's good, it's good. Mm-hmm. Okay, and there's mm-hmm. a standard to it. The same way you guys mentioned to me about Cowards and his, his ways. Yeah. Or you like you, every when it's good, it's good. And I'm sure somebody will drop a term and Tomlin in his ways, or you know, uh Dan Rooney versus Art Rooney. There's a lot of those contrasts. And the thing that we have here is history. Uh, as a Stiller fan and Stiller, former Stiller, and, and no, I, I, Jack Kearney told me I'm always a Stiller. Don't ever mention yeah, former, don't say Stiller, former Stiller, retired yeah. Stiller, okay, <laughs> uh, for life, by the way. And just, okay, Pat Meyer and the job he's done. It's been tough. Uh, and maybe, no, nah, screw that. You, you paid to do a job and teach the job right, right? And well, we can't ever understand there are varying that. degrees. And, 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 and if I, I were wanna... being devil's advocate here, I'd point out that, Coach Munch, who everybody celebrates, came into a pretty good situation with who he had there, yourself included. Yeah, it was a good situation, but he really had to break us down, too, and, and really make something of it. So, yeah, it's it's apples and oranges in the sense of what we're judging. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he has to get credit. He has to get recognition when it comes down to those guys finally bringing it together. And you even said their moves are changing in the locker room. Uh, and and the, the one thing that I've been kind of – trying to explain to people because it seemed like the offensive line on on multiple teams are just reeling or people trying to find out what's the best solution to actually having a good OL. And I'm glad that highlight has been brought up because now it's it's more of of an important position to actually have and look at when it comes down to what it takes to build a team. you got to have a little bit of old and maturity in that. You got to have some youthfulness and you got to have athleticism and you got to have some grunt work guys. And finding those guys within one or two years can be hard at times, unless, like you said, you have a pounce, a Dave, an Al, a me, a Gil. You know what I'm saying? Like it's hard to actually go get those guys and find them. And building the OL is also overtime. I can acknowledge that, saying that I wasn't what I was in year two when I started multiple games to where I was in about year four and five. There is a difference. And to have that group kind of come together and find their mesh point to saying, this is what we are. This is how we operate. I noticed a difference in them about two or three weeks ago when we saw and pointed out the line of scrimmage moving together. 
it wasn't necessarily a popcorn play here and there. It was I they know, were actually man. blocking together. You've, no, been, it, you've been talking about this. I can share it with people with me behind the scenes a lot is that you want to see a lot of what we saw uh, in where was I just now? Charlotte, Carolina. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> um, where that there's almost like a V formation. Yeah. Okay. Uh, where the, the everything just kind of moves in unison, or if we're going this way, you just see it happen together. Yeah. yeah. And we're seeing that now with this group. You are, and it's, it's good. And like I said, I brought up the play because it's fresh on my mind, the Chooks play where he kind of got uh, long-armed into the pocket. Guess what? That happens. It's okay, too. I bet it won't happen again <laughs> as far as it goes. Somebody's going to try it on them, but you're starting to see those types of, uh, types of things. And, and I guarantee you this, DK, when you walk into that room now, you hear a bunch of cackling and laughing and, and a good time because the big boys know they had a good game, right? There's no question about that. It's almost <laughs> like everybody looks over there and sees if they're happy. They're happy. All right, it's all right to be happy, everybody. Hey. <laughs> That's exactly how it is. And guess what? That translates throughout the entire building, which is why it's such an emphasis inside our building on the O-line being good, man. Like you're taught that. You see guys come back all the time, and they tell you that stuff. That's the reason they talk about me or Marquise or Dave or Al or Gil like – those stories continue on. I had heard so much about Marvell, and I never met him in my life. Do you understand? Because mm-hmm. it's passed on about what they did before us. I'm sure the the, the guys in our group, BJ uh, Finney and, and and Chris Hubbard, hated hearing about Willie Cologne and Max Starks. Yeah. Why? Because those dudes told us those types of things that that kind of bled down to us. I had never met Red before. Okay, Fanica. Yeah. You know how many times I had heard about Fanica? Uh, probably a lot. <laughs> without even meeting him. I yeah. never met him until probably about year four in the league. Uh, yeah. Until Just, he was half of Alan Fanica. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it takes time, but it's also a culture. Um, and whether that's meaning change after this year, guys actually stepping up and continuing on. You're right about Coach Meyer, though. Like, this was a new group. This is a new offense. And I'll tell you what. a brand new OC. I approached – I actually spoke with every member of the offensive line in Charlotte. And when I approached James Daniels and asked him just if – how good this felt. You know, how good did it feel out there? Okay, it's a vague question, but these guys, as you did, you know what I'm asking, okay? Because it's not a stat-driven position, okay? How did it feel? And he said, you know what? He said, give all the credit to the coaches. They're the, they're the ones who've made this happen. They've worked wow. their tails off to make to make us what you're seeing now. That was from James Daniels. I didn't even use that in my column, whatever. I probably should have. It's a good line. Yeah, that's yeah. a real good line. I, it, was a, it was a good column that had oh, lots wow. of other good stuff in it. No, it would have been a 10 <laughs> out of 10 had oh, you actually oh. put that in there, DK. What are we doing, man? Uh, I have How a better we- – okay, I have a better one then. So <laughs> – that was it from 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 uh, from JD and I, I look over at Chooks. Chooks is sitting there. He always looks miserable, right? <laughs> he's not. He's not at all a miserable person. It's a no, strange dichotomy with him yeah. because he he. I think people think that he is if they don't know him. <laughs> he's a goof. And he yeah, and he's sitting there right right. He's he's liable to say anything that's that's ridiculous at any given moment. So he's sitting there, and I go, "All right, Chooks, what do you think?" <laughs> I don't know. Hang on a second. I got to do my best, best Chooks Nigerian accent here. I, I don't I, know. Uh, 
I don't know. I see film. I don't know. I don't right now. What do you want me to tell you? I don't. What do you want me to say right now? I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> when he does that, he's basically just like, all right, man, I gave you your answer. So yeah, I got, I got, I got stuff to do. Get the hell out of here. You're over here every week asking how we're feeling. Just go. Do you ever talk to any other positions? Get out of here. <laughs> he's good. Though. He's such a homie, man. That's my guy. Uh, young Chooks, man. That's, uh, I enjoy it. It's been something watching him grow up, too. And, and by the way, we we never talk about that right side of the line anymore. Yeah. Notice that? So, uh, you know what? We're not talking about on the old line. That's a good day at the office. Funny how that works. Funny yeah. how that works. Let's do it again tomorrow. Oh, hey, we got the Franco what? game this weekend, too. That's going to be huge. Uh, Christmas Eve will be huge. Yeah. I'm not a Franco guy. No. Well, either no. way, man, they weren't yeah. a patch and everything. That's yeah, big time. That's a... Big time play right there. Yeah, I got I got no use for Franco. We can get into that some other day. I'm not a Franco guy at all, but all right, the, I, I understand the, the obviously in respect what the play meant, the significance, to of say it. the least. I mean, yeah. to have to have our city attached to the the most famous play. Oh, I gotta make sure I'm forever a DK guy. Ooh, Although man. I tell you, I tell you what though, is that really going to end up being the flukiest play of all time after what just happened to the Patriots? <sighs> The Patriots, you know, I got a good friend of mine. That's we talk about like somebody like Marcus Allen. Oh, that was the dumbest thing you'll ever see. Patriots, hold my beer. Hold you know? my beer. You know what? <laughs> Those Patriots fans will now become Dallas Cowboys fans, and they can't wait to Kentucky basketball take over too. Okay, That's and they're probably right. Yankee fans too. Okay, so they got the trifecta in this one. That's right. Let's do another one tomorrow, Bowden. All right, no doubt. Almost as good as this one. <laughs> <laughs>